One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! One of my mottos in life is you don't have to be good if you're lucky. Now, far be it from me to suggest that a team that ran out 5-1 winners were lucky, but there were certainly moments of good fortune in a performance that was far from its best at times. So, how did that transform into such a dominant result? We'll find out shortly. You're listening to Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello, Sam. Hello. All right. Yeah, not bad. You well? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm sunburnt, you know, after the game. Uh, that can happen, can't it, over that yeah. side? In fact, I don't know what side you're at, but it can happen. Certainly, the side op- the side opposite where where we sit. Yeah, it can get I very was, warm over there. I was directly opposite you. Uh, didn't put any sun yeah, cream on, yeah. and I can feel myself burning up already. So there we go. Oh. So not, I mean, that's not a nice feeling, but anything up until sunburn is it's nice to, it's, nice to, it's just nice to be in the sun. And why do you have to wait until September for that to happen in this country? But never mind, enough yeah. boring chat. Yeah. There's another. There's plenty more boring chat coming <laughs> that's more relevant to what people are interested in. Yeah, you two, you knock them down. I won't bother doing anything, any part of that. It's uh, absolutely yeah. fine. Um, so, yeah, Fulham. Um, like, you know what I mean, don't you, when I say that City were lucky, but at the same time, they weren't lucky. Like, it, it, yeah. it, feels, like, uh, it feels like they were very, very very fortunate well I, I, there's no feels like about it they were very very fortunate to go in at half time 2-1 up um, yes at half time and then the second half they just came out and mulled them yeah exactly and I was thinking about this on the on the walk back to the car afterwards obviously last week in the Sheffield United game we talked about kind of frustrations building and then I think you know the frustrations from the first half kind of festered at half time and then they my perception of it was you could see people still pissed off at the start of the second half, even when City were playing even much better than the first and creating chances. And I kind of feel like our, you know, our perceptions of things are crafted in the first half. And so I don't want to do that because I thought they were bad, really bad by City standards in the first yeah. half. And if you talk about that Sheffield United game, you know, we had no issue. Well, I had no issues with that last week. I thought they played very no, well, as one, my, as one Malio said. The performance was much closer to what they wanted than the scoreline suggested, and I completely was on board with that the whole way through. Uh, no problems with that whatsoever. But today was just they were just bad. But the second half they sorted it out, um, and it was much much again. I suppose to go back to what Juan Mar said last week, it was much closer to what we expect from City in the second half. Uh, the fact that Fulham had a really good chance to score just after City scored the third which is exactly what they did after City scored the first, wasn't great. But if I'm if I'm trying to pick holes in the second half performance, there weren't an awful lot. Yeah. They were absolutely fine, absolutely normal in the second half. So it would be very tempting to go overboard on how bad they were in the first half. But 
as as a you know as a ninety minutes. Pep being away when you speak to, well, we spoke to Carl Walker after the game, which was very good, but I can't go into it now because of embargoes. Um, but he kind of mentioned about you know not Pep not being around. It's it's, it's not easy, um, seemingly, to to not have him there and all the kind of different injuries they've dealt with and moving the team around. You know, f- to come out and win five one. Uh, in all those circumstances is absolutely fine mm. um, so yeah overall context it's okay it's alright um, but the kind of more minute drilling down into it we'll probably spend 15-20 minutes about how shit they were in the first half because <laughs> it was a bit of a mess wasn't it it was one honestly um, and I, I I think since Guardiola's first season I don't think I've seen a first half that bad from City for a long long time yeah um, and like uh, it's interesting that you that you'd say about kind of Guardiola not being there and dealing with with the different issues because obviously Grealish being injured throws a massive spanner into the works for the for the game plan for the game because um we're going to I get you to let me talk bingo cards out now cuz pause is coming up um yeah. well, it because has to. you can't analyze that it game has, without it, has to. it I don't think yeah um because that first half and like I know he's new and I know that is the reason why he's not there but it was it was just purely obvious that one or to me at least that the the one of the main reasons why City didn't have control on that game is that Doku is not Grealish and he doesn't know what to do in various one situations of, yeah. well, he hasn't well, had why why yeah why why would he have the time to have uh, to have learned all that in in yeah. such a sort in since his arrival um and so when you throw that into the mix of everybody else in the team like in the front end of the pitch, just not keeping the ball for as, as as long as they need to, and suddenly you've got this this kind of melting pot of issues where Fulham actually are able to get the foot on the ball and, and knock it around, and actually it's quite an even game when actually City should just be City should be pressing them into the, into their own box and not letting them out. Hmm. Yeah, again, you probably need a performance like this to kind of realise the value of all that boring stuff we normally talk about, like. Grealish and Mares previously, or whoever the wingers are, not taking on their man for the first five, six times they get the ball, or the you know the first fifteen minutes of the game, just to yeah, like establish that possession because they didn't have that. Well, I was going to say the first ten minutes because I was keeping an eye on it, but they didn't have that for the whole first half, did they? They didn't establish that possession. The but half, obviously, no. it wasn't it wasn't just Doku. Um, it was all of them, wasn't it? Like I didn't think Doku played well at all. And to be fair, I've seen a little snippet of an interview he did after the game, and he seemed disappointed. So. I, I, it's funny because I got a message from our Fulham correspondent who couldn't make it to the game because he was ill but the first thing he messaged me and it was just after Doku um, got Diop was it the yellow card on the break yeah um, just on, on the, the left of their side. area yeah mm, yeah and he was like, he's unplayable I was like he's been rubbish hasn't he and like fine like again <laughs> overall context I get like, he's, he is raw as hell um, th- that is just obvious um, again Walker talked a bit about him and it's just a fact. The, the state, the situation he's in. I say the state he's in. He's obviously a good player, but he's not. Um, like you said, why would he hasn't he been packed yet? Yeah. With, what? Yeah. Why would he be up there with what City need quality-wise? But um, you can, you know, with Kovacic and stuff, there's experience and there's transferable skills for, for want of a better phrase. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just very raw. So so fine. But it, it, everyone everyone was at it. Um, they again last season the big thing or one of the big things was them trying to find the right time to get the ball to Haaland. And it reminded me a lot, actually, of the early games from last season. The first half against Palace, basically, 
when they just Carl Walker, Carl Walker in particular, wasn't it? They just kept like spamming it towards him. There was nowhere near him. He had no hope of getting them. Uh, Kovacic kept trying, generally kept failing. Walker tried a couple of times. Um, Alvarez. It, it, it wasn't even was, just that though, because like I, like I get the the like the the aggressiveness in trying to play to Haaland in those situations and it not working and them and and kind of like the the attitude of spamming the balls. But there was a number of times Rodri. Yeah, I was say, Rodri, gave, but, like gave square passes away, and like City yeah, don't do and that. There was the, the switches of play, just going out of play, both sides, um, right to left, left to right, just going out of play. There was there was loads of that. There was absolutely loads of that. And you know, some it was funny because a couple of people, well, one in person and one on Twitter, said it was boring, and I was like, it's not boring, it's just bad. Like, uh, I suppose I, I don't find you know I don't find City boring, but like yeah. last week when a lot of people found City were boring I was like well if ever City are boring it's a, it's a game like that where they're doing what they're supposed to and it, it's boring if anything because they are doing what they're supposed to and everything's working I was like this is actually interesting because it's, it's rubbish yeah. <laughs> by their standards um, but also it was so strange to be like that for not just up until the first goal but the, the whole of the first half but the, the first goal just looked so easy it was like, well, it was, yeah, it was the one moment where they actually like they they baited Fulham up the pitch by having the centre back hold the ball. I think it was I think it was Diaz held the ball for a bit, um, and then suddenly bang 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 they've done the they've done the three passes into the various different bits of space and they've released Harland and uh, he's uh, he's got it across and like that that I thought might be the catalyst of oh we've remembered how to do all this now and then obviously yeah. the fact that Fulham scored immediately kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it I, just set them back again to to where they were. I'm not sure with the Fulham goal because that was because Reem just wandered around the back, and it's like I'm I'm not sure with my kind of rank amateurism who I could blame in that scenario. But to me, obviously Ake was the closest to him and was kind of slow to react. But it looked like Diaz saw him and was like, "Okay, he's fine there," and then looked like got sucked towards the ball. But if he had have carried on looking at Ream, then he would have at least kind of seen the danger happening. But then I guess with it being a kind of zonal situation between the two of them, really, like at some point, even if Diaz had kept watching, he would have had to pass him over to Ake, I guess. And I think even looking at the ball initially, he probably thought, well, if he comes towards me, I'm here. And if he goes the other way, it's Ake's problem. So it, it, talking through that live... I. I think that probably was Ake's bad, but it was just sloppy. I thought I actually thought Edison made a good save considering that there was a shot towards goal that was shot again in the first instance, as it got yeah. closer to him. I I, th- I thought he he did well um, to just to keep it out and then the bad defending. You know, if he makes that save and then Ake slides in and clears it away, you say, oh, "What a save, Edison!" But because there's no yeah. defender to clear it because away, because they've scored, you it looks like it, he's yeah. not done enough. Um, so yeah, that that was that was with that. But that kind of summed up. It was almost like they just. They deserve that, having found such an easy goal, despite making it look so difficult before that. It was almost like they deserved to be back to square one. Um, just because, you know, if you switch off like that, then then you're asking for trouble. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're skipping ahead so far just to get straight to the, the second goal just before half-time, but I was, I was very surprised that that was given. Because it was funny, because they'd scored, it was celebrated, everyone, like, around me was... In terms of the fans, they were walking up towards the concourse for half time, 
while they were doing the VAR check, and I was like, "Fuck, you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed here on your on your way to half time, thinking you've you've got a goal that makes you comfortable." Because I don't think this is gonna count. Um, I, and I, to be honest, I still can't believe it did. Um, but what I will say before we get into it, what I will say is they asked Juan Malio about it, and he said. They had a similar situation last week at Sheffield United, which, to be fair, I didn't know they'd complained about, but I can only presume it was for their equaliser. And was it McBurney? Yeah, who was Edison, in the middle? Edison dived into him when he was uh, trying to make mm. the save, and City complained about the offside. But Walker being off the pitch at the back um, brings yeah, the defensive line to yeah, it makes it makes the defensive line because he was Edison as the second on. defender. Yeah, um, but um, but but Leo said the the explanation they'd been given. Was that McBurney? If it was McBurney, he he wasn't in Edison's eye line, and so it it didn't affect him. And he, so he said he basically presumed that that was the case today. But and look, what I will say as well is because for me, it's clear that Akanji even being there, Leno kind of takes a half. Of, like he kind of he's moving to his right, but then kind of stops as it goes towards Akanji. Yeah. And for me, I mean, you can't. This is probably the difficulty for the referee because you can't put yourself in his head and go, "Oh, well, he definitely did that because of Akanji." But I, I think you know, I've got no responsibility. I'm just sitting here talking shit on a podcast. But I think that was with the obvious moment when he was obstructing him, and it was it was the same thing as the one at Old Trafford last season against City. Obviously, the infamous Fernandez goal, where you just think, well. Of course, Edison isn't sure which which way is going to happen here because Rashford's like, he's like clearly he's curling, he's, yeah, he's like yeah. pushing the fucking ball, clearing a path for him. Um, so it, at least it's consistent with that. And look, City fans thought that was a crock of shit. And in fairness, a lot of City fans I've seen on Twitter and in real life do accept that they probably got quite lucky there, or at least our interpretation is in mine and theirs seems to be the same. You know, there's not there's not an army of City fans going, oh well, you know. It's definitely a goal because yeah, there there are a lot of people going. Yeah, that that is a very strange decision, yeah, and it seems it strange. But if that's their interpretation now, then I don't know. So be it. But it's like it's, 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 I, I, let's I, wait for it to change, and that'll be different next season. I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it should stand. Um, there was I did see that. Um, I can't remember who it was, but I saw a journalist tweet that Stockley Park had confirmed that there were two checks on that goal. Uh, the first one was for whether or not Akanji was offside. I was like, well, I mean, that shouldn't have taken that long, should it? Yeah, um, yeah. And then the second one was whether he was uh, interfering. And um, it was decided that uh, that uh, he was moving out of the way of the, ball, of the ball and decided that it had no impact on uh, Leno. And I'm just like, even as like, if if I'm in goal in that situation, God forbid for them if they've ended up in that situation. But like, I cannot see, even as a City fan, I cannot see any way that I would not be upset that 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 he's yeah, swung yeah. a foot there because uh, like, I don't know if he's going to try and flick it in. I don't know if he's going to try if he's trying to get out of the way of it. It's it, like, yeah, just because he's let it kind of pass him doesn't mean that that he's not interfering with uh, with, with the play. Even the fact they say he was moving out of the way, it's not what he was moving then. He was doing something. Yeah. that the goalkeeper wasn't sure of. Yeah, it's not those situations, you know, where they stand there with their arms up and just kind of go, like, I am not involved in this play and making it plainly obvious that I am not involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit different. And I, and I also think, as like again, with my uh, goalkeeper hat on, um, I think if, if the ball passes you while you are between the posts, I think you have to be considered interfering in, in some way or another. Um, I, I, like, and I, also the, the well, other thing because if he'd been another two yards wider then I don't think he would, would be yeah I don't know but but I mean at, at the same time um, the the other side of this is um, 
I've seen a few people suggest uh, that uh, Leno wasn't getting there anyway, and ultimately that doesn't matter. Like whether the like the referee isn't there to decide whether a goalkeeper could make a save if the if the defender wasn't there if the uh, attacker wasn't there, um, it's just whether or not it impacts their decision making and their ability to, to to make a decision, not not their ability to make a save. So, yeah, um, I I would say City definitely got away. We won there. Mind you, fair play to Akanji because knowing his desperation to score a goal, I'm surprised he didn't turn around <laughs> just to boot it in, belt it in himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So fair play to him. Take any uh, any sort of. Um, doubt out the situation I guess yeah um, but yeah I mean look but in terms of that first half you're right like it, it just can't be looked at in any other way other than this is why City try and control games and it it might not always be fun to watch but oh, I don't know it feels like a broad statement but that's the alternative coming up after a short ad break we're going to have a lot more analysis of that game against Fulham see you shortly One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Let's focus a little bit more on, on Doku for a second, Sam, because uh, Blue Engineer says, uh, what are your thoughts on Doku's debut? Considering he's had next to no time with the team and no time with Pep, I thought he was good, looked positive and created some problems for Fulham. Well, no, I've, I've, it's funny because it's the same context considering he's had no time with the team and no time with Pep. He was rubbish, but fair enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but obviously, like, yeah, he did cause some problems for Fulham with the kind of stuff we know he can do. So what do we know about Doku? Where he can run with it? Fucking out, like he's a great dribbler. So when he could do that, brilliant. Um, but again, what else is there? Well, you know, decision making, but everything. Like there was a couple of times he's kind of stood on the ball 
went out for the throw in, lost the ball a lot. And look, fine, I'm not laying into him because, like I say, I know the context around it. I mean, if he was still doing this in six months, I wouldn't be massively surprised. I wouldn't be alarmed because it's the first season. It's the sort of thing I've that happens. Told in the first that they season. think he's yeah. going to take a year to 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 kind of get up to it, maybe even more. And that's you know, it's just normal. So um, yeah, it's interesting because obviously we've got that we've got that comment there. We have got um, our Fulham guy who thought he was good. So there's obviously people out there. They might be pretty alarmed by by me saying I thought he was rubbish, but ultimately, uh, he, he I thought he was. Um, but fine. Uh, and again, I, I I think from what I've gleaned from a quick tweet that I saw of an interview from him, he he, he was kind of disappointed as well. Um, but look, it, it is what it is. Um, not everyone can play well, and unfortunately for City today, not many of them did um, in the first <laughs> half anyway. Yeah. Uh, like again, but um, it's again, it's funny, isn't it? I'm just looking through the Athletics Q and A, and there's a comment saying Julian Alvarez can really play some football when KDB comes back. I don't see him being dropped again. I didn't think he was very good. Um, I will definitely elaborate on that later, but it's basically the same as what I've been saying so far. Like he's such a a good player, he's only he's only contributing. And I know this might sound, you know, it's a bit like the Roy Keane thing. You're like, why do you need a goalkeeper to pass out? He just needs to save the ball. Like, oh, he's only con- contributing goals and assists. What you know, what else is he supposed to do? But no, he is supposed to do a lot more, and he can do a lot more. So I do want to see it. And also, so what I've done my article on from the Athletic is. It's funny, isn't it? Because City obviously spent all of last season trying to be successful without a false nine, linking up the play and creating those overloads. And with Haaland, who's basically, to boil it down to its very simplest form, just scoring goals and not a lot else. And look, he's, his link of play isn't terrible. This season has not been great, but last season it was, it was all right. But it's, it's nowhere near the level of the others. And fine, we know, I've said... Pep said he's not messy is he like he's not going to get the ball he's not Mbappe he's not going to get the ball on the halfway line and change the game by himself the the biggest example last season to be fair again today was very similar but the biggest example from last season was that Palace game when they they were terrible in how they were trying to find him in the first half and he looked rubbish and of course he's going to and then in the second half they didn't once try and spam a ball to him quickly. They did their process properly and he scored a hat-trick and that's Haaland and that's fine and we know they can live with that and they've won the treble, so that's fine. But it's very interesting now. They're trying to, they've moved away from a false nine helping them to control a game to living with one striker who, to be broad about it and may sound a little unfair, just scores goals and nothing else. I know that's not exactly true, but you know what I mean. Certainly compared to the false nine. Yeah. Now they're trying to do that with two players because Alvarez is only con- contributing goals and assists as well. But I mean, what I've kind of deduced in the article is, again, like the Palace game last year, at halftime they made some tweaks. They didn't change what Alvarez and Haaland were doing massively, not to my eye anyway. I'm sure there was probably something. But the, the changes at halftime were move Carl Walker up to the right, as he's been doing previously, move Foden inside a little bit, drop Kovacic back next to Rodri, don't have Akanji going into midfield with Rodri. And and that was what helped City get Settle hold of the down. game. Yeah. And then it was very much like that Palace game last year and every game last season when if you don't give Haaland the service, then he's not going to play well. If you do, then he's probably going to score a decent chance. Now he's got seven hat-tricks, I think. And obviously one of those was, was the five against Leipzig. There's a decent chance he's going to score the goals. But it's interesting now that they're, they're effectively trying to do that with Alvarez. But yeah, like I say, they did manage to change the system and get better. And they were they both did at least get a platform to do something once that had happened and obviously the one good move they put together in the first half 
Alvarez scored from. But also, I do ex- I do expect Alvarez to actually start playing better in in that in that role because he's like I've said loads of times he's got more to his game than Haaland. Um, you know, he's better at receiving in those little spaces, better pass, short, long. He can run with it. He can well, he can run in behind like Haaland can as well. Uh, relentless presser, as we know, you know, so he's got all those things to his game, and I'm sure eventually, you know, City will find a system that can house them a bit better, and he will look better. But it, it's a bit mad, isn't it? Like they got four goals between them, two assists. Although that FPL assists, really, I mean, did Alvarez even get an actual assist on FPL? Because I looked on Opta. You sound you sound like someone who's got Alvarez in the team, and I haven't got him, so I don't care. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, so I'd know if I did, I'd know. But I looked on Opta to look at the passes between the two and they exchanged three passes between them but they were all Haaland to Alvarez and then I was like, hold on a minute how does that work with the assist especially because they showed a map and I was like well that's not a map of of either assist and obviously yeah. Alvarez wasn't even on there but obviously Haaland's was a shot that he dragged and, and Alvarez put in but that's fine like still that's, an assist that's the yeah. beauty that's the beauty of playing two strikers because they're, they're in there to score goals so that's absolutely fine um, but just in terms of passing and then obviously, but obviously Alvarez is, it wasn't a great ball, actually. I said at the time it was a really smart one, but Ream should have cut it out. Again, we were talking about the the Edison thing. If Ake had been there to tackle, everyone would have been saying it was a great Edison save. Like if, if Ream had have cut that pass out, it would have been another, um, I do sound very harsh on Alvarez. It would have been another kind of disappointing ball, actually. But obviously it, it turned well. And it goes back to what you were saying about if you can't be good, be lucky. And there was definitely an element of that in that move as well. But like I say, I, We've already seen Alvarez play really well for City. So it's not like it's never going to happen. It's not like, oh, it's a year in, it's never really happening for him. Uh, it's early in the season. Like, Rodri's not even playing brilliantly mm. at the moment. Just um, getting through it, yeah. And, like, Pep's not been there. That's been difficult. You know, we said about, New- about the Newcastle game, they had 12 players to pick from, and the only spare one was was Ake. So it doesn't offer you a great amount of flexibility, and they're still the only team in the Premier League with a hundred percent record. So it's all it's all going fine, and yeah, Alvarez has proven that he can do it um, for for City and and for Argentina, and I'm sure he will. And that's kind of why I'm hard on him, for want of a better expression, because I know he can do it. And it's it's just quite frustrating to see him losing easy balls. What what are you doing in there? Um, but they're all kind of feeling their way into it. Um, but Foden's Foden looks by far the sharpest. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Foden then, Sam, as well, because um, I, I, let's bring in this question from, from AJ, actually, because it, it kind of ties into Foden and his, and his positioning. Because uh, AJ says, did the club accidentally make Walker too important in the desperation to keep him? His ideal role is, was the one he played uh, last season, coming in against top opposition. Him playing every week next to three other centre-backs hurts the attack. Um and the thing that I find interesting about this is that like, when City switched to push Walker higher up on the right-hand side to get okay. Foden sen- centrally and they moved Doku over to the uh, over to the left, that's when I thought they started to get better. And they actually did that. Yeah. They did it with about five minutes of the, of the first half still to go. And then they came out the second half like that. Um, and so I, 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 I actually like the shape a lot better when Walker is, is the wide man on the right-hand side at the moment. Yeah, and they needed to get Foden inside more. Because um, again, like at halftime, I, like, I know they're not going to make any subs, but surely just get Bernardo on somewhere and get Foden in the middle and that will help. But obviously they, they, they did it in other ways. 
and yeah, um, but it's a bit it's a bit galaxy brain again, isn't it? Because you could I could look at it and think, well, they got they look better with Walker up, pushed up on the right, um, but maybe the reason they looked so bad in the first place was because of because what that comment says. Yeah, um, maybe they maybe they do lack a bit, but I, if so, it's I don't know. I think there's this. Everyone's got to be in their bonnet about a lack of creativity at the middle. Like creativity through the middle is just another buzzword. Like inverted wingers at the moment, people kind of identify a problem they th- they think is there because it, it, because it, De Bruyne is not there. It definitely got better Foden when playing through the middle. Yeah, it definitely got better though when Foden went through the middle. Yeah, but I'm just going back to last week against Sheffield United when there was plenty of, especially in the second half, there was plenty coming through the middle. And again, like the first goal, it did come from as much as as, as much as he kind of struggled to find him. It did come from another Kovacic through ball to Haaland. Um, so there's an, yeah, it's not, okay, may, maybe there's been a little drop off. And then because of that, you notice other issues or, you know, maybe because De Bruyne is not there. For example, if Cancelo hadn't have had his scenario, maybe he would then become more important again because they didn't really need that, did they? When Cancelo left, they didn't need him to be that quarterback because they had whatever they had further up the pitch and you know De Bruyne was coming into form and Grealish was playing well and they were controlling the game really well and Haaland was doing what he needed so they didn't need Cancelo it's almost like okay maybe now because there isn't De Bruyne there maybe they do need somebody like Cancelo because I suppose we talk about the balance in the game we always kind of favour um, the powers of players don't we we always talk about and I suppose that makes sense because there's normally like four or five of those and there's only Haaland or De Bruyne or Haaland and Alvarez, or Haaland and Foden. Who take so it's the risks, like, yeah. So, they're, so that, that's offset, but maybe it has... Things, I don't really believe this, but maybe it has gone too far the other way now, and it's like, okay, you need a bit more of that balance. You need to add in the creativity a bit more. So maybe somebody like Cancelo, if we're talking about the back four, would make a difference. But, but the reason I say I don't really believe that is because well, I think the best football City have ever played is when they had the false nine. Yeah. And the best football they ever played was arguably when they had Gundogan and Bernardo as the attacking midfielders and not De Bruyne. I know that might be controversial, especially because of last last season and how successful it was. But I, I do think that was the best football City have ever played. But then again, Cancelo was very much part of that team. Yeah. And maybe he was but part to, of that yin and yang delicate balance. To counteract that though, like the the one thing I don't think you want to do at the moment with this city side is, like I yeah they weren't great for the goal that that Fulham scored, but it was a set piece goal. It wasn't it, it like it, it, you can just improve the way you defend set pieces for the rest of the game. City were actually pretty solid, and you don't want to remove any of that solidity. And suddenly I think if you like if you add in the Cancelo quarterback role from left back, and suddenly like that that game could yes, go haywire today. Yeah. Yeah, there's knock-ons there, and and that's the other thing. In, in terms of making Walker too important, I mean, he's been very good. Like I thought he was very good today. He was very good last week against Sheffield United. Obviously, he made he made the error Barring for a goal. Error, yeah, but but then he made up for it instantly. He he was he was a big part in City's equaliser. Um, so no, I, I don't know. Like I say, being a bit galaxy brain, try to consider all the angles again on the fly because I hadn't really thought about it before. And maybe there is an element of they could do with a creative outlet in the back four now that they haven't got um, you know, De Bruyne or through circumstances last week and this week, Foden either. Um, but I think once you get Foden in there, now he's not ill. And I don't know. I mean, it was interesting that they 
they went with Doku rather than Bernardo. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to ask million you this years, next. If they, yeah, if they'd said to me, "This is going to be the team today," what do you reckon? I would have gone. Well, no, he's he's not going to play Doku from the start. It'll be Bernardo, surely. Yeah, I'd I'd, um, I'd have named ten of those eleven players. The 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 one difference I'd have picked would have been Bernardo for Doku. Yeah. Um, if you'd said to me Grealish, I, I'd have had Grealish in there, but as soon as you find out that he's not available, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, it's it's a funny one with Grealish, isn't it? Because he's not played brilliantly this season. Even you know, obviously Guardiola said he's lacking that brilliance in the final third. I thought he did well last week in difficult circumstances. But again, even if he's not done brilliantly this season, talking about what we've talked about and getting control of the game, he gets. I it, think yeah. you see how valuable he is. He would have been a, a big help today. But yeah, I was very surprised Bernardo didn't play. Somebody suggested to me that you know he's just had a kid, so maybe he was he wasn't ready to play. To which, and I'm going to repeat this for laughs because it didn't get picked up as much as I hoped it would do. I said, I know he's versatile, but he can't give birth. Like that, there's no way that his wife having a kid, his level of professionalism and experience, means that he can't play a game for City. Um, but I would, I would like to know it. I, I'd, I would like to know the selection process. Um, Leo was asked in the embargoed bit, which I obviously I can't say, but also I can't remember. I can't fully remember either. But it wasn't like a, it wasn't an in-depth. Oh, we thought he could do this, and Bernardo couldn't do that. Or he wasn't yeah. saying that like, Bernardo was ill or whatever. Um, but obviously, he did kind of just talk about Doku's qualities on. But um, it was it was funny, wasn't it? Like did- for all the kind of subtle tweaks that City make, um, and you know for how. Um, They've got a million different solutions. The first one they tried today, or at least the first one to our eye anyway, was Lock a the new guy in the deep end. Yeah. Switch over the wingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, also, switch also, over the wingers. Not working. Yeah. Switch over the wingers. But Yeah, but not even that. It was like the first solution was uh, in the selection of just lob the lob the new guy in the deep end, see what happens. Um, yeah. uh, I, was it not, did Mares or did De Bruyne not talk about having a kid and how suddenly they weren't getting as much sleep as they do normally? Am I making that up? I'd be lying if I said it, it felt really familiar, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound unusual, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it could be that. But also it's like, I remember... I remember speaking to someone related to one of the city players a couple of years ago. They just had a kid, and I was like, "Oh, how is he? Is he dad?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, he's great, dad." Or whatever. I was like, "Oh, what's he like with changing nappies?" I was like, "Oh, no, I don't think he's changed any nappies." So, so I'm not sure, or, or I've always had it in my head that it's not a normal dad experience yeah. when you're a footballer, you know. But again, obviously, it, it differs from one to another. And again, if we were to have Nader with us, maybe next time we get him on, I'm sure he was changing nappies from day one. Um, but I've always kind of had it in my head just from that comment that they're not losing too much sleep about it but I guess it depends on how hands-on they want to be you know what I think uh, I've I think I've remembered I think I read it in Nadam's book actually <laughs> oh really yeah so it'd be it'd be interesting to ask him about that actually hmm. but see he strikes me as someone who'd be, who would be very hands-on about it and yeah. want to be I I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot in the city team who just had like somebody else take care of it especially because you know cities are so kind of it's almost like they feel as much as they feel a responsibility to their own family, that they they are a family, aren't they? The team that they yeah. feel such a responsibility to each other. It's almost like they can't let anyone down. That's I think that's a massive generalization, um, and I'm not accusing any of them of being bad dads. But I do feel like <laughs> sounds like I, I do feel like there's something to uh, yeah. I, I don't feel like they'd be having the, the three hours sleep that that normal people would be having, yeah. but um, maybe, maybe some of them do. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. There's more if you subscribe on Memberful. Uh, Sam, what's there for members this week? 
yeah, there's a lot more about the the structure of the team this year, things that are different, particularly concerning Haaland and Alvarez and Juan Marleo's thoughts on that. Um, Nadem got back to me about who was at fault or otherwise for Fulham's equaliser. And also, I'm sorry to go all kind of clickbait here on you, but there's a genuinely very important thing that we should know if we're going to judge these performances, especially away from home. But in the past but also going forward that's all for members those ad free episodes are longer and they're out earlier you can find out more on lmtpod.com if you want to send us an email it's hello at lmtpod.com we're also on twitter instagram and tiktok so just search for lmtpod on there thank you very much for listening we will see you next time if you can, I